0: podcast of Antioch Church in Colorado Springs. If you've been impacted by this ministry and would like to support the work we're doing in Colorado Springs, you can give online at our website, AntiochCOS.com. We hope that the Lord ministers to you through this message. Christ is risen. Amen. Amen. So, When we started Sabbath, Jonathan started us out and he told us to stop. Jordan took us a little bit further and told us to rest. Sarah took us a little bit further and told us to delight. And today we're going to talk about contemplate. We're going to contemplate our Sabbath experience. And as we start out thinking about contemplation of Sabbath... I'm reminded of one of my favorite books that had just come out recently. I've listened to it three times uh, on audio, but it's David Goggins' story called You Can't Hurt Me. And I'm just absolutely mesmerized by his story because it's about a young African-American guy who grows up with a violent and abusive father, and his mother... Realizes that time's running short, things are too violent, things are too abusive. And so he, she decides to take uh, David and his brother and flee to Indiana from New York. I just flee from New York, but um, flee from New York to Indiana and uh, start life over there. And he experienced a lot of racism and challenges growing up in Indiana. Uh, but as he got older, into his mid-20s, he decided, I really want to join the Navy SEAL. So he goes down to a recruiter, and the recruiter says, you can join the Navy. You've just got to lose 110 pounds. So he was 300 pounds. He had to get down to 190. So he goes outside, starts running, thinks he's about to have a heart attack. Um, but within three months' time, he had lost 110 pounds and made it into the Navy. Uh, He ends up going through SEAL training three times. Like, nobody wants to go through it once, but he goes through it three times. Uh, The first two reasons is because I think he, like, tore some muscle in his leg the second time he got pneumonia, Uh, and the third time he actually ends up, he realizes that his, his shins are, like, splintering terribly. So he gets duct tape, no belling wire, but duct tape, and just wraps his legs up so he can run like this to finish SEAL training because he had no other option. If he didn't do it the third time, he would never get another shot. So uh, during all of this, David decides, I am going to begin ultra marathon running um, because, you know, making it through SEAL training on broken legs isn't enough. And so. <laughs> He's running 50 miles, 100 miles. I can't even imagine running 100 miles, like one down, 99 to go. This is great. (laughs) And so after that, he decides, I'm going to break the world record for pull-ups. So after three attempts, he breaks the world record for pull-ups by pulling up 4,030 times in 17 hours. I see those looks on y'all's face, it's awesome. Uh, and after years of doing this and pushing his body to the limit and running hundreds of miles, if not thousands, uh, he ends up in the hospital, and he discovers what the doctors in the Navy never discovered, was that he's got a hole in his heart, and he probably should have dropped dead like every time uh, he was exerting himself, and so while David is... Laying on this hospital bed, I say David because he and I are like a first name basis, but uh, while David is laying on this hospital bed, uh, for the first time in his life, he's still, and he's quiet. There's nobody to talk to, and to some degree, he is contemplating his mortality, and he says, something strange happened in that moment. I began to think back on my life and how I used all the things that hurt me to motivate me to do what I did. And to some degree, I realized I was wrong. And I started to forgive the the people that had hurt me along the way. I forgave my father, my brother, this person in the seals, that person. Um, He just begins to stop and reflect. One of my favorite thinkers is a guy named Jonathan Haidt. He's a professor of neuropsychology out of New York University. And he talks about something I think is very interesting is that all mammals play the game hide and go seek. And we all played that as children. I actually just played it yesterday, but. Um, <laughs> but what happens when, when you were a kid and they say, we're gonna play hide and go seek, what's the first thing you say? Not it not it. Now, wolves, on the other hand, are very different when they play hide and go seek. They actually say it in their own wolf way. Um, But they say it, but humans, humans are wired up to run away. We can get our first, if we can get our two scriptures on the screen. I got excited and forgot to read them at the beginning says, then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and they hid from the Lord God among the trees of the garden. And then our next verse from Exodus 20, 19. Uh, when, yeah, let's do 18. Why not? When the people saw the thunder and lightning and heard the trumpet and saw the mountain and smoke, they trembled with fear. They stayed at a distance. And said to Moses, Speak to us yourself and we will listen. But do not have God speak to us or we will die. And the question that I think about often, especially with the example of hide and go seek, that humans are wired up to hide instead of to seek, is I wonder sometimes if that is just the fallout from the garden, that we are wired to run away because we first hid in the garden. That's the first that's the first mention of hiding that we see in the Bible. And I think that I think that sometimes with Sabbath, it's our natural inclination to sometimes just hide. Like, yeah, Sabbath is a good idea. That's a good idea for other people. Not necessarily me. I'm too busy. I'm too busy to Sabbath. And so I think there's a few of us here today we we probably struggle with two different problems. One is we kind of hide from Sabbath and make an excuse saying, ah, you know, that's not really for me. Uh, but maybe there's some of us, we're kind of good at Sabbath and in, in the fact that we're good at contemplating and reflecting and we're good at journaling and writing down what's going on in our lives. But the question I think that I have for those of us who are good for Taking a step back and and contemplating is, do we really invite God into that process? Maybe we're hiding from God in a different way where we're we're like, well, if I write this down, if I just think through it enough times, I'll get it all figured out. And the truth is what we really want to be is in Exodus 2019, what God was inviting the children of Israel to do was to become priests and kings right there. Not that he would have to portion out a section of the tribe of Israel to become priests, but that they would carry his express presence to the nations of the world. And when they were presented with that opportunity, they took a step back and hid and said, no, let's, let's have Moses do it. Let's have our pastor do it. Let's have our prayer warrior friend do it. I'm going to hide over here and let them do the heavy lifting. So I want to talk about just a, a few quick practicalities that if we find ourselves hiding from Sabbath, because Sabbath is not just something that we do once a year, right, Jonathan? Okay, just just checking. Um, It's not just something that we do once a year for a month and maybe even haphazardly, but it's something that we want to do for the rest of our lives because it is an opportunity to extend an invitation to the Holy Spirit to be with us. In John 15, Jesus says, in this world you will have trouble, but I have overcome the world. I will be with you until the end of time. And so some practicalities that we can do uh, as we journey through the Sabbath and through the last few days and through the years, we make this part of our, our habit, is that we don't want to be like David Goggins who metaphorically a hole in our heart And we're pushing God away. And we don't want to be like the children of Israel and Adam and Eve, where we hide even when we are in our contemplation. So I want to challenge us uh, over the next few weeks, let's take five minutes, five minutes a day, set a timer. Everybody has an iPhone, everybody has some type of phone. Um, Set a timer for five minutes and just sit before the Lord, just sit in quiet and solitude. And I know for some of us, our bandwidth is different for quiet and solitude. Uh, But when we sit in quiet and solitude, we're not coming to God to say, what do you want to tell me? Because then that goes back to the doing, where we just want to do. And we want to feel fulfilled from our doing. But we want to sit before God and say, I just want to be with you. I'm a human being, not a human doing. You created me to fellowship in the cool of the evening and I've abdicated. I've I've hidden from that opportunity. Uh, So set a timer for five minutes and just sit quietly before the Lord. Uh, The second thing that we want to do, and I find this very practical for me because sometimes I'm just not in the right headspace. And so A.W. Tozer said, sometimes we just need to pray, Lord, help me want to want to worship you. Help me want, To want to read your word. And I think we we can take an opportunity to take a step back and say, Lord, help me want to want to Sabbath. Sabbath doesn't make sense to me. Help me want to want to do these things. Awesome, guys. Thank you so much. Jonathan's going to come up and lead us. Thank you for listening to the Antioch Church Sermon of the Week. For more information about us, visit antiochcos.com.